Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Poetry Questions TPQ20, where we sit down with your favorite authors to talk about passions, process, pitfalls, and poetry. My name is Chris Margolin. Let's expand the conversation. Hey there. Hey. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm doing all right. So uh so Spain, huh? Yeah, Spain, but Amazing. the very rainy part of north. <laughs> I, I- I live just outside of Portland, Oregon. It's always the rainy part. Okay, I feel that. <laughs> well, thank you so much for uh, for finding uh, finding a moment to hop on TPQ20 with me today. Uh, it's awesome to talk with you. We always like to start off by saying we know who you are, but our audience may be new to you. So if you were to kind of give the bio that's not on the back of Horizon, uh, <laughs> who would you say you are? Okay, well, of course, I'm Jasmine. I am definitely an introvert who is trying her best to acquire some extrovert qualities Um, and, you know, doing my best with my poetry and hoping to reach out to people that way. So if I'm not the best with talking to you in person, maybe if you read some of my work, we can connect a little bit better. I like that. That's a good place to start. So, I mean, poetry is a place where you can scream loudly. I mean, you know, it's it's giving that yop that you, you know, that mm. you're supposed to share your, you know, share yourself or share a part of yourself with the world that way that maybe you wouldn't share otherwise. Who are you outside of words, though? Are there things that you, what kind of passions do you have? What are those things that kind of keep you going outside of the world of poetry? Oh, well, I know right now I'm a big trivia buff. I've been yes so just like knowing like random facts is something that I really love like I'm one of those people who dives down like information rabbit holes on like Wikipedia late at night Ah, um so if you ever want to know something random or you know need an extra person on your team or for bingo I'm also good at that all right so yes (laughs) um and also I love like spending time like watching movies or like Netflix diving down those type of rabbit holes too more of a indoor activity person than outdoor yeah. especially here now where it's so rainy so I think a lot of that like informs who I am right now just absorbing a lot of things okay well what's uh what is that Netflix show right now what's the uh, what's the latest the latest one you have to recommend after a good binge session yeah, okay, so the one that I just got finished watching last night was actually um, Three Identical Strangers on Netflix. All right. A documentary about uh, triplets who ended up finding each other in a weird circumstance, but there's even more to the story, so Sweet. I won't spoil it. All right, <laughs> good, good. We, uh, we like our good Netflix binges over here, so that's always fun to know something else to watch. Okay, so 
let's talk about your earlier years in the world of poetry. Like, and I'm talking like real early childhood. What is that catalyst? Where did you start kind of really listening to listening to words and understanding that they're pretty, they make sense together. They work for Mm. you. Uh, Was there a catalyst like poet or something that was read to you when you were young, where it kind of really started you down that road? You know, it's funny. I feel like for a lot of people, they do have that specific one. But for me, I really can't name it. According to stories from my mom from when I was super little, like even like three or four years old, like even before going to actual school school, I would be like correcting people's grammar or making like (laughs) points about words and things. And she was like, how do you even know that? She was like, you're not even in school yet. So apparently I've just like always been that person who's had like a bit of an ear for words there are always like books in the house to read like little fairy tales and things um but I think the one that I can really first remember would be um Shel Silverstein because in All school right. you know that's who that's one of the the popular poets okay. who they read to you and I was like oh I was like this can be fun and you can like make little rhymes and things so <laughs> I think that that really kicked it off from what I can remember and then after that I started doing it myself too nice i think a light in the attic was definitely uh was definitely a book that uh that we've had i know my wife and i've definitely had several copies of it both over the years so shell silverstein was definitely somebody who was a who was a constant in the house mm-hmm. um were you somebody then who did you did you have an idea that you wanted to publish something was there something along the way like i know for for a lot of people it was you know, uh, somebody I spoke to recently said it was their son actually who had gotten published in something, and kind of and and kind of looked at them and said, "You should do this too." Um, was there something that forced your hand to kind of start sending out some pieces here and there where you were like, "All right, maybe my stuff works this way." Yeah, so I always kind of had like the distant goal of I wanted to have like a book or something published, but I wasn't really you know making it like a concrete goal of like working towards it but I think it was really the the pandemic years that made me think like okay I actually have to get it out there and can't just keep like keeping all the writing to myself because like what if this is it you know but really at any time it could be you know your last day whether you're going through a pandemic or not but that just really drove it home for me being like isolated at home and I was like oh man like I've written all this stuff and I keep telling myself, I was like, oh no, after I get like another degree or once I become <laughs> more professional, then I should put it out there. But I was like, no, no, no. And and that was also the time when I had like rejoined Twitter, like after deactivating <laughs> from when I was like in high school and it was right. just random stuff. And I was like, oh, this is where all the writers are. So I need to like get back on here and be active. And people would post like, you know, submit here or people were like, oh, I'm an editor at this literary magazine now. So I was like, fine, I might as well just submit to some of these. <laughs> and, you know, it was, people were really receptive to it. It went well. So I just continued and continued until I actually was trying to get this one poem that I had that was very long. It was Horizon. Um, and no one would take it. I was like, oh, my gosh, like <laughs> people keep telling me they like it. But I'm like, none of these magazines will take it. But because like it's so long, it just doesn't fit well with like a regular like publishing format. Right. So that's what kind of led me into trying to go an alternative route with it to get it published as like a little mini chapbook instead. All right. So how close to the original version then 
of Horizon uh, do we have now? How, how close do we have from the, okay, well, I have an idea that it's a little too long for just sending it out to people. So maybe I've got a chat book here. How, how different is it from that stage to, you know, the piece that is, is selected for publication? Surprisingly, it's not that different because I wanted to keep it true to how the poem was, the one that like people fell in love with when mm. I was like presenting it at conferences and things. It was more so like formatting changes. Okay. You know, so I didn't have um a lot of the the breaks with the the numerals. So those sections didn't uh weren't there before. It was just, you know, the regular stanzas and things, but I was like, I should probably group it a little bit. So, you know, it, just me like going back and revising it and seeing how I wanted the the layout to be for the book I was like okay let's add like some actual sections in here and just like revamping a few lines to make them a bit clearer um but overall it's still very very similar to the original poem do you feel since since that's the case then do you feel how do you feel now moving on from that who are you as a poet from when you started Ah, on Horizon. Ooh. Okay, so, and the thing is with Horizon, I actually wrote that back when I was still in undergrad. It was like my junior year of undergrad, so some time has uh, definitely passed right. since then. Not too much time, but, you know, <laughs> still some. So I think I've grown more in the fact that I am okay with discovering uh, more of who I am as a poet, just okay. trying to let myself be influenced more. Um I'm really trying to like learn from other people in the field, not only the field of poetry, but from the other like art forms that I respect. Um, been kind of like diving into like surrealism, like art and, you know, Ooh. the surrealist like poets and stuff and seeing how how I might want to incorporate some of that into my work or like collage uh, poetry. So uh, I know I've always like really enjoyed incorporating a lot of like nature and spirituality um like in images like that into my work so okay. I want to go deeper into that and become a bit more refined like what am I really trying to say you know before I try to to put out another book so right like now that's that. kind of where I'm at <laughs> I like that well and, and so I'm, I'm curious about collage poetry because in my head I'm, I'm thinking like a mixed media type type imagery but what does collage poetry mean for you or what is collage poetry just so I so we're on the same page because it makes me curious yeah, so it's like, it's a category that has a lot of different formats you can go. So some people do it just with like words that you would cut out from like a newspaper or magazine, okay. posting those together, whereas others are incorporating like actual like like imagery is mm. being put on there with the words as well. Um, you know, and sometimes it also gets mixed in with blackout poetry. So some people will do that, crossing out words, but then also like pasting other images onto the that. page and the blacked out ones. Yeah. yeah so there's, there's a, a the, when you kind of, when you started talking, saying that it, what came to my mind, there's a great poet out of, uh, out of Vancouver, Washington. Uh, so just outside of Portland, Oregon, um, uh, Christopher J. Luna, who uh, was, I, I went toward mixed media art forms and poetry and he's a fantastic poet and and he's somebody who works with with that multimedia world um and a lot of of just you know cut out paper on paper to to create you know these great uh you know imagery based poetics um so that's really cool i like that um where do you see yourself going as a poet and a writer 
There are a lot of oh writers right now. Well, and I think I, I get toward this question because so many of the writers that I talk to and so many of the writers that, you know, that I, that I love find themselves venturing into other genres lately. Mm. So are you, are you someone who kind of has, you know, a, a secret passion for, uh, for, you know, uh, long form research writing, or are you someone who loves, you know, loves reporting and news writing or fiction, or are we, are we true and true a poet? I think deep down in my core, a poet, but I can definitely do other genres. I mean, I kind of started out in different ones. Like I started out with like short fiction as well, um, especially back when I was in high school. So like short stories. And I feel like right now in terms of my life, like in trying to document all the things that are going on with me right now in Spain, I was like, at some point, I probably might have to get serious about like some nonfiction writing, maybe a memoir or something because I love just like what's going on with people's like personal essays now and like right. how they're get they're very poetic in their language. I was like, oh man, I was like, I feel like that's something that I could do. So there's definitely no like hard limit on just being a poet and and to act and to answer your your bigger question about like where I see myself going. <laughs> I definitely see myself just like getting more involved in the work like actually like you know go ahead and getting it out on paper instead of just like overthinking about it a lot which <laughs> I'm prone to, to do and not worry so much about like oh my gosh like who's my exact audience and like what kind of poet am I just, like just write and then you know I could take a look at it afterwards like okay these are some of the things that are cropping up right No, but just actually just just do the work and, and write instead of being like, I'm going to do it eventually. It's well, and, and, uh, you know, I like that we, we often talk about pitfalls on here and, and that idea that, you know, we kind of get in our own heads too much. And it's really, you, you mentioned earlier, you know, I just need another couple of poems before I start sending things out or, <laughs> you know, or I just, you know, give me a little space before I edit this one or send this one anywhere. Um, and it's, it's hard to get out of that box, but you talked about nonfiction and, and I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about your experience so far in Spain. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> so so how how is it so far? Um, and is it is it what you were hoping for? And uh, I guess what are the whys behind it? Uh, and, and what because because, you know, knowing that eventually we're going to hear something about Spain in either you know, yeah. <laughs> whatever form. Uh, tell us what what's the why behind Spain? Sure. So just for some background, um, previously, I was a copywriter um, for a few years. So that's another form of writing that uh, right. I've done before. Um, and, you know, during like COVID times, going back to that again, just being on lockdown and really just like the existentialism that comes from that. I was uh, considering my life. I was like, man, I hadn't like traveled as much as I'd wanted to. Um, and I just wanted to do something that combined my creativity but would also allow me to get out and see more of the world and be more inspired but also still like using my degree as well because I was an English major right so like hmm what can I do so I started considering my options and I came across you know you can go abroad and be an English teacher you know whether teaching like adults or teaching kids in schools so I found the government program um, oh, nice. through the Spanish government and I was accepted. So I was like, oh, all right, so cool. we're off to Spain. <laughs> and so <laughs> now I'm here in Ponte Vedra, Spain. 
um, in the northwestern part, so right above Portugal. It's very rainy, very much like the American Pacific Northwest. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm getting uh, adjusted to that coming from Alabama, where it's right. like oh, super yeah. hot. But it's <laughs> like I'm used to the humidity, but just not just the constant rain and cold. Right. But it's a great place so far. Um, I really had to like challenge myself, like speaking Spanish even more often. And, you know trying out foods that I might like not normally eat or even trying out <laughs> foods that I do normally eat but they taste different here right um so yeah it's it's been cool experiencing what European life is like and living at a bit of a, a slower pace so right now I'm just kind of like de-stressing and I told myself I was like okay once January rolls around I gotta get back on the ball <laughs> culture shock over so well, that's 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 awesome it's really exciting and it's 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 fun one of the reasons i like doing this is because i kind of get a little bit of like insight at least into like where a person's at at that time to see kind of what might come from the future of their work mm. so i'm really excited to know what comes out of this teaching experience for you in spain that's that's fantastic me um, too i'm like where is this going <laughs> as we kind of shift toward the end here who are the poets that who are the who are the authors and poets that you're reading right now that are really exciting to you uh and then uh well we kind of know what's coming up next well, i mean if, if there's anything out there on the on the immediate horizon for you and then the wonders that uh, that will be brought back from spain but uh who are you reading right now Ooh, i gotta say uh i've been wandering a bit more into like short form poetry so like uh, Sonia Sanchez, you know, shout out to her being also from Birmingham, Alabama, you know, got to support. Um, I'm really liking her book, Morning Haiku. So it's just completely filled with like haiku, but it's touching on subjects that I normally wouldn't have like associated with haiku, just like a lot of like, you know, odes to different people, especially talking about things that are important to the Black community and like very strong women um so not as much like the the nature poetry that I would normally you know associate <laughs> with haiku which is all good so I love that that's that's a bit different than what I had read yeah. before um and also right now since I'm definitely trying to study Spanish I'm reading a, a translation of uh Sappho's um you know if not winter so you know the mm. one that's already translated by Ann Carson the yeah. English version but there's also one here that I found in the library that has a Spanish translation as well so you get Greek English and Spanish oh, all on one page beautiful, <laughs> beautiful. and those awesome. fragments are are great so I was like it's it's you know two birds one stone I can yeah. practice some of my Spanish skills while also getting some poetry in there um and then lastly since I am in the, the Galician region of Spain, they have their own language too, Galician. So I was like, okay, I feel like I should read a Galician writer too. So I've been reading some of uh, Rosalia de Castro, who wrote a lot in Galician, which has been hard for me to understand since it's it's different from Spanish, but still similar. It's kind of like a oh. mixture of like Spanish and Portuguese. So okay. slowly trying to break that down to see if I understand it. So that's really exciting. That's, that's really cool. I've been talking a lot lately to translators. Um, mm. So, so the idea of, of having multiple versions of a piece to look at is fascinating to me. Um, it is. So that's, that's really cool. Uh, and that's really exciting. Because uh, translation, it's kind of like an art form in itself. Oh, Didn't yeah. mean to cut you off there. No, no, that's, it is absolutely like an art form. I think that 
the uh, a few of the people I've spoken with lately have, have described it much more like a like a cover song, like a really like it's you know it's Ooh. it's you want to be you want to be honest where you can, but you know that you need to find your own pathway through it. Um, and that's been, I like that. Yeah, it's been it's been <laughs> a really cool way to think of it. And I've gone back and, and given a look to a lot of different translations now with a whole different perspective on on what uh, on what each author. Uh, kind of meant for that piece um, right because the the translator brings kind of like their own interpretation to the work too right. so it's not just the original but it's like theirs as well and it's cool to see them juxtapose so i'm thinking if i if i do well enough with my <laughs> spanish learning maybe there there might be some translations down the road maybe there you go. So we'll see <laughs> ah that's fantastic well thank you so much for hanging out on tpq20 today i truly appreciate your time uh, and I really look forward to seeing what comes next for you and sending more and more people your direction. So thank you so much and have a great rest of your day. All right. Thank you such a uh, Thank you so much, Chris. I'm so excited um, awesome. to be on the show. Thank you. Ah, thank you. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Poetry Questions TPQ20. Please like, rate, review, and subscribe. See you next week.